to the podcast series At the Kitchen Table from Momentum Advisory Group. This series is about sharing stories from families we support and family advisors we partner with. Each conversation critiques the idea that to be wealthy is not just about how much money you have, but how you put your family's resources to use for future generations. Momentum is a small family business that helps families redefine what it means to be wealthy. In episode one, we talk about our philosophy, what we do, who we are, and what our work means to us and the families we support. So I'm here today with Tiff and Adam from Momentum Advisory Group. Tiffany, can you tell me, how are people beginning to view what wealth means to them? Is that changing? Sure. Uh, The question that we keep coming back to time and time again with families is, what does it mean to be wealthy? What we're finding is that for most people, it's not about the money. It's about how that family puts their resources to use for future generations, how they thrive, how they make decisions together, how they enjoy their time together, and how their children and grandchildren can become independent and reach their potential Uh, Our belief is that the greatest resource a family has is its human and intellectual capital, so the people. We want to share that vision with families, move away from old conversations about asset protection and distribution, and really start to redefine what it means to be wealthy. But we're also redefining what legacy means, Adam. Yeah, that's right. I think it comes back to what Tiff was saying around the people. You know, when when you start to change the conversation and focus on what's your purpose, what's your meaning, then that whole conversation and legacy really starts to change. You know, What we're talking about here is we're transitioning the, the resources in the family away from, from the family leader to the next generation, and that's a huge shift. You know, We've seen it with families we've worked with, that they've got to step back, let go a little bit, and let the family take over, and that, that's a big change for a lot of people. But when we've got it right, we've created those opportunities, then it's really a richly rewarding experience because they get to see it and experience it. And I think that that's huge for people. And that really is when you start to see legacy change from the individual to the family and the family's legacy. And it must be much more um, enjoyable for them too to be able to be a part of their children's inheritance and see it and to participate in that. Now, Tiff, what about leadership in families? You've worked extensively in leadership throughout your career. Are we doing as much for our families as we're doing for our corporate leaders? Yeah, look, my life's passion is helping leaders develop the confidence. And, you know, that's a key word for us, the confidence to take on the next challenge, the next role. You know, you look at the amount of wealth that's about to transfer between generations over the next 10 years. It's in excess of $4 trillion is the estimate, and it's growing. And we need to focus less on the money, right, and focus more on the leadership capability. If we do this well... They can have huge impact and meaning on business and society. Uh, My background, as you said, is in leadership development. I spent most of my life's work building out the Pine Street Leadership Development Group within Goldman Sachs um, in New York and London. That's what brought me to Australia. Um, I've seen it work. I've seen the impact of good leadership. And I know we can do this better for family leaders. And now, Alan, can you tell me a little bit about the business? Yeah, sure. I mean, we're a small family business. We're independent as well, which I think that gives us a lot of freedom and flexibility just to make sure that we put our clients' interests first. We want to do the right thing for our clients. 
But, you know, we spent a lot of time thinking about whether this was the right thing for us. We had to kind of consider, do we combine our, our children with our marriage, with our work? But I think at the end of the day, we just, it just kind of, we got there by default. We just started collaborating on things and working together and we, we just ended up in, in that place. And I think the reason it works for us is that we've got really complementary skills. You know, I think Tiff is really great at being able to guide those conversations and facilitate the conversation. And she's done that a lot for, throughout her career. And I think that's, that's a great asset. And to bring that with her leadership and coaching experience, I think that really gives families something different. And, you know, my background's on communication, written communication, facilitating change, helping people through transition. And that's what we're seeing with families. It's, it's often in a time of transition that we work with families. And I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying being able to kind of structure and pace the work with families. But I think the most important thing for us, what really motivates us is this is new, like this conversation about redefining wealth. That's it's really starting to gain momentum, particularly in Australia. You know, we've seen it a lot in the US and there's a lot of organizations having these conversations and doing this work. But in Australia, it's kind of it's a new thing. So I think that's what excites us a bit. So once a family engages you, then what can they expect? What happens? Yeah, look, I, I think we try to keep it very simple and focus on two key things. Uh, the first is get them talking, right? Create the conversation. Uh, our aim is for everyone to say, you know, this feels like us. It can sometimes feel a little bit contrived because you're trying to help create a discussion that they may have been avoiding, maybe too hard, some tough issues that need to uh, be discussed. Family systems form over many years and they're very hard to move away from. And so often there's a perception about what people are uh, willing or able to contribute and hard to hear them as they continue to grow and develop. So we need to create this space. It's got to be safe. It's got to be an environment where they can say what they really think. For us, the most meaningful conversations take place when you're back where you were as a kid with mom and dad, when there were no real distractions and you were learning about the values and ethics and what matters in life, which was at the kitchen table. Yeah, and I think the other part of that conversation is it's really hard if you're the leader in the family, if you're the dad or the mom, to be able to facilitate a conversation and contribute at the same time. You know, in those family systems, if you say something a certain way, it has all this hidden meaning. And so having someone independent to come in and facilitate that process, I think that has worked really well with with some of our families. And you do focus quite closely too on the education of the family. Yeah, I mean that's that's the second thing we do and that's the core of everything really because you know we want every family member to have that confidence to steward the family resources. Steward's a really strong word for us. And we want people to be able to contribute to critical decisions. So it's a really strong group of people that they, they've got the financial education, they've got the leadership skills and, you know, the key thing really is that they practice that, that they practice working together and learning together. So, yeah, education is a, a big part of what we do. And you mentioned earlier about, um, you know, using this wealth, you said there's a huge amount of wealth about to come in in the next 10 years into the Australian economy or to transfer. How are people using their wealth in ways that, you know, we might see social change as well as business change? Yeah, well, it's interesting. Often the main concern for families with significant resources 
is um, first, not talking about it, but second, uh, not giving it away too soon so that it actually creates a potential burden or becomes divisive. So the way that we're seeing families start to let the children be part of that conversation is putting it towards uh, social entrepreneurship, philanthropy, uh, back into their local communities. Uh, and it gives a really wonderful ground for those next generation who are going to lead that family one day, uh, the opportunity to learn a set of tools and how to value money, how to use it in a business context, how to create uh, accountability and uh, learn from mistakes, take some risks. Well, there's those mentors and guides in the family who have been successful entrepreneurs in their own right. Um, some really neat stuff going on now called intrapreneurships where families are essentially drawing from the family bank and encouraging the family members to take risks and come with ideas and do their due diligence and launch possibly new businesses within the family environment so that it's contained and they can learn from it uh, at the same time. Yeah, and I think what's great about those kind of projects, you get social entrepreneurship and, and new ideas come up, is that it gives those members of the family that perhaps weren't the obvious successor a chance to kind of find a role for themselves and and see a way that they can contribute to the family that, that they may not have otherwise have had the opportunity to do. So you can see the excitement in those people as they kind of find a path for themselves and philanthropy and social entrepreneurship is a great way to, to start that process. And I mean, we all have, we've all heard the stories about the multi-generational wealth families that have been completely um, divided by their wealth. So it certainly sounds like this process um, cuts that off very much so, so that people are working together and you've identified goals and, and ambitions before the money comes into place. Yeah, we like to think about it as sort of the old way and the new way, right? Or maybe even a better way, mm-hmm. uh, which is to avoid some of those common traps, um, overprotecting the future leader, right? Um, not creating a real situation for that person to learn and get some grit um, and, and take some uh, experiences and build on those and do something that gives them their own sense of independence. Um, really a focus on communication, probably as early as possible, is the thing we would probably reinforce. It's never too soon to start talking about it. That sounds fantastic, guys. Thank you very much for talking to me today. Thanks, Emma.